Hello, and welcome again to another episode of the podcast. Today I thought we might try something a little bit different, because um, we've had a lot of little kingdoms, and I thought maybe we could try some poetry um, from Wendell Berry, who um, who's an American. Um, an older American gentleman. Um, I'll read some reviews off the back of um, a collection of poems uh, that he has published called The Peace of Wild Things, and Penguin, Penguin has published this, Wendell Berry, and uh, The Observer called, uh, said of this, The Poet L- Laureate of America's Farmland. Uh, the Washington Post book world says a human being speaking with calm insanity out of the wilderness. So, you know, there's some, there's some acclaim here, I guess. I found Wendell in a bookstore in Hobart a little while ago and sort of and sort of bought him on a whim. Um, so maybe I'll just read a couple of poems sort of chosen maybe roughly at random. Some of them are shorter and some of them are longer. And, and maybe they'll just take us through um, a couple of light-hearted or easy-going um, ideas or um, everyday sort of tidbits or experiences. So the first one is called Throwing Away the Mail. Um, it's very short. Nothing is simple not even simplification. Thus, throwing away the mail, I exchange the complexity of duty for the simplicity of guilt. I quite, I quite like that. <laughs> that was great. Don't we all wish we could throw away the mail? Um, now I'm going to skip forward to a longer poem called Rising for Kevin Flood. One. Having danced until nearly time to get up, I went on in the harvest half lame with weariness, and he took no notice and made no mention of my dis- distress. He went ahead, assuming that I would follow. I followed, dizzy, half-blind, bitter, with sweat in the hot light. I never turned, sorry, he never turned his head, a man well known by his back in those fields in those days. He led me through long rows of misery, moving like a dancer ahead of me, so elated. He was, and able, filled with desire for the ground's growth. We came finally to the high, still heat of four o'clock, a long time before sleep, and and then he stood by me and looked at me as I worked, just looked, so that my own head uttered his judgment, even his laugh. He only said, that social life doesn't get down the row, does it, boy? Two, I worked by will then, he by desire. What was ordeal for me, for him was order and grace, ideal and real. That was my awkward boyhood, the time of his mastery. He troubled me to become what I had not thought to be. Three, the boy must learn the man whose life does not travel along any road toward any other place, but is a journey back and forth in rows, in the rounds of years. 
His journeys end in no place of ease, but the farm itself, the place, day labour, starts from, journeys in, returns to, the fields whose past and potency are one. Four, and that is our story, not of time, but the, but the forever returning events of light, ancient knowledge seeking new minds, the man at dawn, in the spring of the year, going to the fields, visionary of seed and desire, is timeless as a star. 5. Any man's death could end the story, his mourners having accompanied him to the grave, through all he knew, turned back, leaving him complete. But this is not the story of a life, it is the story of lives, knit together, overlapping, overlapping in succession, rising again from grave after grave. For those who depart from it, bearing it in their minds, the grave is a beginning. It has weighed the earth with sudden new gravity, the enrichment of pain. There is a grave too in each survivor. By it the, the dead ones live. He enters us a broken blade, clear, uh, sharp, clear as a lens or mirror. As he comes into us helpless, tender as the newborn, enter in the world enter the world. Great is the burden of our care. We must be true to ourselves. How else will he know us? Like a wound, grief receives him. Like graves we heal over and yet keep as part of ourselves the severe gift. By grief more inward than darkness, the dead become the intelligence of life. Where the tree falls, the forest rises. There is nowhere to stand but in absence, no life but in the fateful light. 6. Ended, a story is history. It is in time, with time lost. But if a man's life continues in another, then the flesh will rhyme its part in a mortal song. By absence he comes again. This is a kinship of the fields that gives to the living the breath of the dead. The earth opened in the spring, opens in all springs. Nameless, ancient, many lived. We reach through ages with the seed. I thought that was really cool. Uh, yeah, there are um, nice symmetries there between uh, time and... Um, the sowing of um, fields and then harvesting them and, and how cyclical that is and I, I guess how people um, come and go and, and, are, and are replaced so you might live and then die but another would come up um, kind of how um, Crops are seasonal, I guess. So it was a little bit devo, but also, I don't know, it, um, I thought it had some nice imagery in it. Let's see if we can skip forward to a different poem that is maybe a little bit less... Mmm, mmm, devo. This one is called The Wild Rose. Sometimes... 
hidden from me in daily custom and in trust, so that I live by you unaware, as by the beating of my heart. Suddenly you flare in my sight, a wild rose blooming at the edge of the thicket, grace and light, where yesterday was only shade. And once more I am blessed, choosing again what I chose before. This one's called The Blue Robe. How joyful to be together, alone, as when we as when we first were joined in our little house by the river long ago except that now we know each other as we did not then and now instead of two stories fumbling to meet we belong to one story that the two joining made and now we touch each other with the tenderness of mortals who know themselves how joyful to feel the heart quake at the sight of a grandmother, old friend in the morning light, beautiful in her blue robe. <laughs> what a cutie. This uh, Wendell is a little bit of a romantic. Um, there might be another one at the start that I quite like. That's maybe about birds. Oh yeah, here we go. This one's called The Finches. The ears stung with cold, sun and frost of dawn in early April comes. The song of winter finches, their crimson bright, then dark as they move into and then against the light. May the year warm them soon. May they soon go north with their singing and the season follow. May the bare sticks soon lift and our minds Go free of the ground into the shining trees. Into the trees, like little birds. Yeah, I dig, I, I dig that one. There's another one, maybe about birds too, that I enjoy, that I'll try and find now. Ooh, I think this is it. It's called an architecture. Like a clear room, the clear stanza of birdsong opens among the noises of motors and breakfasts. Among the light's beginnings, lifting broken grey of the night's end, the bird hastens to his song, as to a place a room commenced at the end of sleep. Around him his singing is entire. How great's that? There's also one here called Can Canticle, and it's for Robert Hazel, or at least that's what it says under the title. What death means is not this, the spirit triumphant in the body's fall, praising its absence, feeding on music. If life can't justify and explain itself, death can't justify and explain it. A creed and a grave never did equal the life of anything. Yellow flowers sprout in the clefts of ancient stones at the beginning of April. The black clothes of the priest are turned against the frail yellow of sunlight and petal. They wait in their blackness to earn joy by dying. They trust that nothing holy is free, and so their lives are paid. Money slots in the altar rails 
make a jukebox of the world, the mind paying its gnawed coins for the safety of ignorance. Mm. That one didn't seem to be uh, um, too... Uh, oh yeah, I got the feeling that was pretty critical of the church there. But, you know, which church? I don't know anything about the history of of Wendell. Um, I haven't looked up anything about his uh, like religious background or um, yet whether he has any like religious affiliation or anything like that. Um, might be pretty interesting to see what that's like. <coughs> Maybe I'll read a couple of what's called, in um, this collection, the Sabbath poems, continuing with the religious theme. So, this is the first Sabbath poem. I go among trees and sit still. All my stirring becomes quiet. Around me like the circles on water. My, task, my tasks lie in their places, where I left them, asleep like cattle. Then what is afraid of me comes and lives a while in my sight. What it fears in me leaves me, and the fear of me leaves it. It sings and I hear its song. Then what, I'm, then what I am afraid of comes. I live for a while in its sight. What I fear in it leaves it, and the fear of it leaves me. It sings and I hear its song. After days of labor, mute in my consternations, I hear my song at last and I sing it. As we sing, the day turns, the trees move. Two. I go from the woods into the cleared field, a place no human made, a place unmade by human greed, and to be made again, where centuries of leave, leaves, once built by dying, a deathless potency of light and stone, a mould of all that grew and fell, the timeless fell into time. The earth fled with the rain, the growth of 50,000 years undone. In a few careless seasons, stripped to rock and clay, a new land, truly, that no race was ever native to but hungry mice. And sparrows and the circling hawks, dry thorns and thistles sent by generosity, of new beginning. No Eden. This was a garden once, a good and perfect gift. Its impossible abundance stood in it as it then stood, but now what it might be must be foreseen darkly through many lives, thousands of years to make it what it was, beginning now in our few troubled days. 3. In a crease of the hill under the light, out of the wind, as warmth, bloom and song return, lady, I think of you, and of myself with you. We are but forms of the self-acknowledging light that brings us warmth and sun from time to time. Lip and flower, hand and leaf, tongue and song. We are uh, what we are, but welcomers of ancient joy sorry 
What are we but welcomers of ancient joy, always coming, always passing? May apples rising out of old time, leaves folded down around the stems, as if for flight, flower bud folded in unfolding leaves, what are we but hosts of times, of all the Sabbath morning shows, the light that finds it good? Mm. I have to admit that uh, maybe some of these Sabbath poems I've found, oh, they're still, you know, lovely, um, but maybe slightly less compelling, or at least not as easy to grasp as um, some of the other poems that we've heard from today. Um, just see if there's any others from the non-Sabbath section. Oh, I, I think maybe, I think maybe we've heard, <clears throat> we've heard enough for today, perhaps. Um, I may return to tiny houses, <laughs> sorry, little kingdoms tomorrow, uh, with another short story from there. But I thought it might be interesting to try some poems. Um, we may continue to mix it up from now on, um, with not just little kingdoms, but other uh, stories or pieces of fiction, other creations from other people, and maybe even, why not, some more Irish um, literature. Um, I guess that's it for today's episode, another short one. It, it has been. Hope you're having a great day or um, or a good night, depending on when you're listening um thanks for thanks for joining me and and we'll see we'll see you next time hopefully <laughs>